Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to today's Daf, Masachas Saita Daf Yiralaf. We are holding 13 lines from the top of the Amad. We are right in the midst of the Sugya of Midah Keneged Midah, where Hashem responds in kind to a person's action, measure for measure. It relates to punishment, as we see by the Saita, we saw by the others, Shimshon, etc. And likewise, says the Gemara, certainly when it comes to good deeds, Hashem rewards a person measure for measure, in accordance with his deeds. So the mission spoke about Miriam, right? How she waited for Moshe Rabbeinu. She kept a watchful eye on him when he was floating in the Nile. And as such, Kalal Yisrael waited for her for a prolonged amount of time. It was a full week, seven days, when she was a Mitzirah, waited for her to heal and to rejoin the community before they continued on their journey. Midami, how do you compare the two things? Why is that called measure for measure? How does the response match what she did? It's way more. Midami, hasam chadashata, there. She was only waiting, you know, a short amount of time, looking out for Moshe Rabbeinu until Bas Pare came and snatched him. Whereas Klal Yisrael waited a full seven days. That's way more than just a shachada. Why is that a matching response? Amar Let's revise the Mishnah. Let's modify the Mishnah. When it comes to Oynesh, then it's Midah Kenegad Midah. When it comes to Sechar, reward, the positive response to one's actions, it doesn't work based on that same formula. Midah Toiva is greater than Midas Oynesh. Even a short moment of waiting, of investment for mitzvah elicits a great response in greater measure than your actual actions. Amalei Rava v'ha v'chein l'inyan ha-toivah ketani. The Mishnah does seem to compare toivah and oinish. So how can you say otherwise? Ela Amar Rava ha-chei ketani. The Mishnah means like this. V'chein l'inyan ha-toivah. The Ba'isamida. Just like by oinish. It's measure for measure. The response is in similar fashion to the actual Masa. Likewise, when it comes to Teva, the Ba'isamida. It works the same way. It's a matching response. You wait, they wait. But the proportions are different. But of course, Teva is greater. Um, and therefore, they waited seven days versus her Shah Chada. Now the Mishnah, the Pasuk describes Miriam's actions, So literally, it means she was standing from afar, keeping an, an eye on Moshe Rabbeinu. There's a deeper message in this Pasuk, which relates to the Shechina accompanying Moshe at that early stage in his life. It relates to the Shechina. Matitzah, means 
Hashem, similar term, denotes Hashem's presence. literally means sister, but here it means the Chachma of Hashem accompanies Meish Rabbeinu. That's also a reference to Hashem's presence. The word Ladas, Hashem. So it relates to Hashem. The word Ma, the word Yeyase, again relates to the same concept. The word Loi, Hashem Shalom. So this passage is actually a remise to Hashem's presence, keeping a watchful eye and accompanying Moshe Rabbeinu at that early stage in his life. He was very zeicha to Hashra's Hashchina. Vayokam Melachadosh. So the Pasuk describes this new king that was sworn in and he uh, totally ignored all the goodness of, of Yosef and he started harassing Kalal Yisrael. Was he really a new king or just behaved as such? Machloik is between Rav and Shmuel. He was a brand new king. He was the same old fellow, but he revamped his attitude. He established new decrees against Kalal Yisrael. The shita that holds that he was really a new king, it says The one who says that he just revamped, how do we know? Maybe it's really a new king. But the Pasuk doesn't describe one king dying, the other one filling in, apparently, it's the same fellow. So this Melech Chadash gets up, What does that mean? Means to say that he ignored, he pretended that he had no recollection of Yosef at Sadiq's goodness. This certainly fits with the sheet that he was the same fellow. So Pari turns to his nation with an ominous you know, uh, forecast. Hine Ambne Yisrael, take a look at this Jewish nation there. Their birth rate, their, uh, uh, you know, they're just getting more and more, and they're going to threaten us. Tana, we learned in Abraisa, who hischel be'etzat chilo. So he began instigating this whole plot against Klal Yisrael. Lefichach lakat chilo, that's why he suffered first by the mockers. Who hischel be'etzat chilo, he began the etzat chsev ayam el he initiated it. Lefichach, that's why lakat chilo. He was the first one to get hit by the maka of Tsefardeya. Ubucha, first paray over Amcha, then your nation, Ubuchalavadh. Now what did he say? Havan is Khakmuloi. Let's um, you know plot against him. Let's outsmart him. Who's him? Lohem. It should be a plural. The nation, right? Everybody out there. Kal Yisrael, Lehemi Bayle, Amarbhamina. He meant something deeper than that. He meant let's outwit. Their leader, Boyu v'nechakim l'moishion shal Yisrael, or Hashem, their their savior. Let's Chas Hashem outsmart him. Look, he'll do something which he can't respond against. Bame nedoinam. What can we uh, employ against Kala Yisrael? Nedoinam ba'ish. We'll use fire. Well, Hashem will respond in kind. Kedichsev kihni Hashem ba'ish. And Yahweh, Hashem will respond with fire. What about with, with a sword? We'll kill them. Well, Hashem can respond in kind. Listen to this solution. 
Let's hit them with water. Because Hashem now is bound by His promise. Way back at the Mabel. Mabel will not flood the world. So he, he won't use water against us. We're safe if we use water against Kal Yisrael. In line with the idea of Midah connected Midah. So we'll use water against them. And then we'll, we'll, we're, uh, we're safe. Hashem promised not to respond with water. Problem is, they didn't really get it. They didn't realize, true, Hashem promised a universal flood will not take place. Hashem will not drown the whole world like you know in the time of the Mabel. Maybe, but he'll uh, gladly drown one you know specific area, one specific nation, if necessary. Inami, another issue. Who ain't maybe? True, Hashem perhaps will not bring about you know uh, spread waters and uh, floods. But they can just uh, just come and fall into the water as per what happened in the Yamsuf. The Pasuk says, They went head first into the water. So they thought it, they had a good uh, plan worked out, but of course it worked against them. What does the Pasuk mean? The plot that they had plotted actually backfired against them. The same plot that they used to uh, stew up Trouble for Kal Yisrael. This Bashlu, they themselves were cooked in that same pot. Right? They used water against Kal Yisrael. They drowned, the, you know, the babies. Ultimately, they were drowned as well. So Badavar Shazadu denotes cooking in a pot, pot for pot. My Mashma Dai Zadu Lishna Dekederu. Who do we find that Zadu denotes cooking in a pot? Yosef Ayozet Yaakov knows it. Yaakov Avinu was cooking those lentils. Omer Abchir Bar Abba Omer Bsemoy. Shloisha Hayu Boisait. There were three present, three advisors present when Pare raised this whole issue and tried to plot against the Jewish nation. Who are the three? Bilam, the Eiv, the Yisrael. And they all responded differently. Bilam Shayat, Bilam who actually encouraged this approach, Neherag, ultimately he got killed. Eiv, Sheshasak, he. Pleaded the fifth. He remained silent. He ended up you know, suffering as a result. He just escaped. He didn't want to be part of this plot. He was that his own grandchildren should join Kal Yisrael and be part of the uh, the greatest yeshiva. They sat in the place where the Sanhedrin sat. Rashi says, the Talmudim of Yavetz, who was a great Talmud Chacham, Taratim, Tirasim, Shimasim, Suchasim. Tirasim says, Rashi, they heard the Truah on Har Sinai, Shimasim, they uh, listened to the mitzvah of their father, and Suchasim is that they sat in Sukkot, and they're called Mishpachis Seifrim, Rashi says, because they were part of the Sanhedrin. Okay, hey Mahakinim, they uh, were part of the the Kinim, the Mishpacha uh, of Kini, which is Yisrael's Mishpacha. Haboim Machmas Avi Beis Rechev. Uksiv Bnei Kini, Kini Chosin Moshe. 
so we see that Cainy was the father-in-law, you know, the Israel father-in-law of Moshe, and these were their, you know, his grandchildren. They joined Kol Yisrael. They were uh, regarded in the highest degree in terms of prominence, in terms of their position in Kol Yisrael. Why? Because of the schus of their grandfather, who refused to cooperate against Kol Yisrael. So Pari threatened the Vinil Chambonu Ba'olven Oretz. You know, they're going to multiply and they'll turn around and wage war against us and they will leave the land why is that a threat if anything he was concerned that they're going to chase us out the Mitzram instead of they're going to leave they're going to chase us out it was just a euphemism like a person who speaks negatively about himself but he doesn't want to say it out so he sort of shifts it to somebody else he puts his call on somebody else he meant, we're going to be chased out, but he uh, rephrased it against Kal Yisrael. By Simu Olaf Sarimisim, they placed uh, upon Kal Yisrael, Olaf on uh, the Jewish nation Sarimisim, uh, these, um, you know, the uh, foremen, these uh, Sarim, who would force them uh, to um, take part in the uh, in the work, in the royal, you know, uh, the, the work for the for the king. Question is. Allah is Lashon Yachid again. It should be Alehem. They put the uh, the authorities in charge of Kalaisra. Alehem Ibaili. Tana Dveda Blazer Rashimin. Malamachi view Malbin. Allah is actually a Lashon Yachid, a reference to Para himself. He started the work. They brought a Malbin, a brick, with Tolay Le Parib Sabre, which was hung around Pare's neck, which would serve as a sort of an example. Look, I'm uh, I'm okay working. Why are you guys sitting there? If it's good for me, it's good for you. This way. He was able to coerce Kal Yisrael to work. He was, he, you know, was able to force them to work. And any uh, member of the Jewish nation who would claim, look, uh, I'm, I'm too finicky. Uh, work is, uh, construction is not my thing. They would respond, what do you mean? You know better than Pari. Look, he's working. You have to work too. This way they compelled them to work. Are you more finicky? This way they had no choice. What does Sari Misim mean? Darwar Shemesim. So it's referring to the, um, again, this brick that Pari, you know, had. And this forced, this placed Kalisra on a predicament uh, and uh, compelled them to work. Laman Anaisoi Bisivloisan. This would, uh, you know, coerce them and force them to work. And the question is, what is Anaisoi? Again, it's Lashon Yachit. He was, they were forcing Kalal into this, you know, forced labor. So once again, it's a reference to Paroi, that he would sort of uh, inconvenience himself by carrying around this brick to serve as this example of, uh, you know, even uh, he's working and this would get everybody, um, you know, to be forced to work. He was paying basically some of Israel to get them uh, to be forced to work. By even early miskinis leparik, so they built these cities. Rav Shmuel, each one had his own interpretation of the word miskinis. Chad Amashem Masaknis Esbalim. That it actually brought about sakana and, and danger and ultimately destruction to the uh, construction uh, bosses to, to, to Mitzrayim. They uh, ended up, you know, getting killed and drowning because of this whole, um, you know, episode. Vichad Amar. Shememaskenos as Balein, it makes their owners poor because ultimately Klai Yisrael 
you know, um, emptied out. They drained the Mitzrayim of their treasuries on their way out of Mitzrayim. As we learned that anybody involved in construction, eventually it brings about poverty. So, um, if you actually bring this phrase into the Gemara, some are not Gerasim, but if you are, then uh, the Gemara meant to say something else. The Gemara meant to, meant to say that construction in general is a risky business, it, it's a dangerous business, and can sometimes bring Kolo uh, Isik, it brings to poverty. So uh, that would be one way to learn. And if you learn the uh, the other way that we're speaking about uh, a specific reference to what happened to the Mitzram, uh, they were you know, brought to poverty, they were destroyed, so then we do not uh, actually mention this phrase here, which is a general construction-related uh, point. Okay, so they built these cities as Pisaim Ves Ramses. Ravishmo, there's a machlekes. Chadama Pisaim Shema was really called Pisaim. Velomenikoshmo Ramses. Why was Ramses added to its name? Shirishin Rishin Mistraces, because it was like, um, you know, it was like quicksand. You know, the first layer would sink in, and you have to just keep on building and building and building. So Rishin Rishin, the first uh, layer that you put in, it would keep on sinking down. The Chadam, the other one, learns that Ramses Shema, its true name was Ramses. Why was the area called Pisam as well? The same idea that as you build, it just keeps on uh, sinking into the ground. The more they harassed Klal Yisrael, the more they um, burdened them, they uh, they would just uh, multiply. The question is, Yibrav Yifreitz is a lashon of, you know, future. Kain Rabu b'chein portzumi b'ali. The pasuk rather should be saying, well, the more they pain them, the more they did multiply. Something describing the past. Amar Yishlok is actually it's not just a historical narration. It's the Ruach Hakodesh prophesizing. Mevasrasan, who was giving them a besura toiva. Kain Yibrav b'chein Yifreitz. Don't worry, the more uh, difficult it's going to be, the the more you're going to multiply. Mitzrayim can't get in your way. Hashem is on your side. And uh, the Mitzrayim were just like, like, Kaitz is a lotion of, Vayakutsu typically means they were disgusted. But here the Gemara learns, were to them like a thorn in their, you know, in their, in their bodies, in their eyes, they just couldn't stand the fact that they were so successful and multiplying to that extent. So they put them to work. Beforech is like a joint word. With soft and convincing words. Rashi on top says, it wasn't just that they, you know, imposed everything on them in one shot. Rather, it was a small, it was a slow process of coercion, convincing. They promised them good pay till they got them to work, and then it was too late. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani Befricha, with a break, with breaking, with difficulty, it was a very, very um, difficult, uh, you know, labor that they put them through. They bitter their lives, making them work with chaymer, mortar, blavenim, with bricks. First, they started with, you know, playing brick and mortar. Ultimately, they took them to all types of jobs and all types of works. What's the added expression in the Pasuk? All the work, what is that? 
melechas anoshim lenoshim. They would take, uh, you know, men's uh, jobs like construction work and uh, impose it on the women who are not accustomed to that type of work. And uh, likewise, umelechas nashim would take, you know, women's uh, domestic jobs which men are, uh, you know, have a difficult uh, time relating to lanoshim, and they would impose it on the men. So that was a very difficult uh, imposition. Ulamanda Amar Nami Hosam Ferach, and even according to the interpretation uh, in the previous Gemara that Beferach means, you know, with coercion and soft talk, Hachavada Befricha, here the Pasuk repeats the word Perach again, certainly means that they broke them and they forced them with great difficulty. Darash Abavira, listen to this, Beschar Nashem Sidkanius, Shahayu Baisa Adar, in the merit of the great righteous women who lived during that dirt, who kept a positive disposition and a bright outlook for the future of Kal Yisrael. They trusted in Hashem and the Geula. Because of that, Nig'alu Yisrael and Mitzrayim came about the Geula. What did they do? They kept things in perspective. They were not swept into the depression and um, you know, destitute feelings of their husbands. B'sha'a sh'ahol when they went to draw water, Hakadosh Baruch Hu mezamalahem dogim ketanim. Because they, Hashem would um, prepare for them. They would find small fish floating around in their buckets. V'sheva yismechzamayim mechzadogim. In their buckets, they would find fifty percent water, and the rest fish. Uboz v'shev seish nekederis. Then they would come home, and uh, um, they would uh, set up two pots. Uh, to cook. Achas, the boys are shaved to shake theirs. Achas shalcham and achas shaldog, one containing hot water, one containing fish. Umolicha is etzabalim. So they would have the hot water so they can go out and help their husbands uh, clean themselves, and the fish was for a good dinner. Umolicha is etzabalim, lusada. They would go out to the field and greet their husbands. Umarachitza is oisen, they would bring everything along, they would help them wash themselves with sachas oisen and smooth their skin, they would feed and give their husbands to eat and drink, and they would interact with their husbands as married, after that uh, you know, uh, preparation, they would put their husbands in the right, uh, they would predispose them for this uh, interaction, which would eventually generate more generations, and they would spend time with them between the borders, between the boundaries, in a hidden place, Shanemar. So the, um, the pasuk describes it as such. She says it was a, obviously a mokim tsenua, in a uh, you know crevice between the uh, the walls, between the boundaries of the of the fields out there. And the pasuk says it was a great deed. Beschar tishkevun v'shvatoyim beschar in the in reward of uh, in response to this um, you know sacrifice, this, this dedication of the Noshim Sitkani is to further develop Klai Yisrael, even under the most uh, difficult circumstances, Zachel Yisrael, Abiz and Mitzrayim, Klai Yisrael Zeichat, to uh, inherit and to um, uh, you know, take the riches of Mitzrayim, Shinemar Kanfei Yoyna Nechbev HaKesef, Ve'v'yereseah, Birakrak Chorutz, so this is describing the uh, riches that Klai Yisrael got from Mitzrayim. V'chimet Shemis Abrois, and once the women noticed that they were expectant, Boaz Lubatain, they would come back home, as soon as they realized that it's time to give birth, 
to protect themselves from Mitzram, who would kill their children, they would go out to the field and give birth there. Tachas atapuach, under the apple tree. Shinema tachas atapuach. Oyrartich, Hashem says, underneath the apple trees, I generated the, um, the, the birth of these women. Hashem helped them out in a supernatural way. Hashem would send malachim from Shemaim, Mishem Mankir, the uh, malach who would clean the child, umashper, and straighten out his bones, umashper oisam, kechayil zu, like a midwife, shemeshaper sasavlad, who does the same to a newborn. Shenemar malatich bihemalateich oisach, this is the Pasuk describing the, uh, you know, the birthing in Mitzrayim, loikoras sharech, you didn't have anybody to, uh, uh, disengage the umbilical cords. Uba maim You didn't have anybody to uh, rinse you and to um, smooth you. So Hashem did that for them. Umalaket lahem and Hashem would um, provide two uh, round stones for the uh, babies to uh, to grasp onto. Echad Hashem and one produced the oil. Echad shaldvash one for honey. Shenema vash We have the oil and the honey coming out of the stones. So the, uh, now the children had uh, what to sustain themselves from and to grow and to develop. But once the Mitzrim got a hold of what's going on, they came to kill them and suddenly, miraculously, they were swallowed into the ground, the, the Jewish children, out of the Mitzrim's reach. The Mitzrim wouldn't stop there. They would bring oxen and plow the area above the hidden children. They plowed upon me but, you know, it didn't really do much because they were beyond the reach of their plows. After the Egyptians left the uh, t- the scene, the children would sprout out like the grass out of the field. Once they got to, uh, to a certain age, they would come home in flocks. Once they grew up and they developed, they would come back home and hurts. Al tikri ba'adi adoyim. Instead of the word ba'adi adoyim, el ba'adri adoram. They'll come home in full groups and flocks. Ukesh niglak lishbarach alayam. Now they had already experienced the presence of Hashem throughout their, you know, uh, development uh, stage, right? And then when Hashem revealed them, Himself to Klal Yisrael at at sea, at you know the kriyas yamsov heimi kiruot chila, they recognized Hashem first because they had already seen Hashem, so to speak. Shenem arzeke. Oh, this is how our Hashem van veu. So Melch Mitzrayim turns to the Jewish midwives uh, and he uh, gives them, you know, the ominous, you know, instructions. Rav Shmuel had a machloikas in terms of who they were. Chadamar one says, Ishobita, mother and daughter. Vechadamar kalavachamaisa, mother and daughter-in-law. So mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Madamar Ishobita, the one that says it was mother and daughter. Who are they? Yechevet. Right? The mother of... Uh, Miriam and Aaron and Moshe, um, Miriam and Miriam the daughter. Umadam um, Rakal Vachamoisa, the other sheet that says it was Yechevet Velisheva, who was Aaron Akain's wife, so it was Yechevet's daughter in law. Tani Kamanda Omar Ishobita, we have a price on support of the first sheeta. The son is Shifra, Shifra and Poor, the names of the midwives. Shifra Zu Yechevet, the mother. Below Melikoshma Shifra, why was she given the name Shifra? Shem Shaperis is Avlad, because she improves and she takes care of the children. Dabrach, another pshat is Shifra is Shapara. The Racha Shifra means Shaparu, Veravu, Yisrobi Yemea, Klausrol multiplied in her days. And the word Pua is a reference to Miriam, Zumiriam, her daughter. Why was she given that name? She would coo 
the and lullaby the children. She would express herself with Rucha She was already a Naviya at that point. And she would say, My own mother will merit the schos of giving birth to the future leader of Klai Yisrael, Meshach Rabbeinu. Shetel ben Shemeshiyas Yisrael. Vayemer and Pari continues instructing, Vayemer be'yelet chenas ibriyetz, when you assist in the uh, childbearing, childbirthing, my avonim, so you will see, you will notice, reisim ala avnoyim, what does avnoyim mean? Amr avchanam. Simon godel mashalahem. Look, he told them, he told them like this, look, don't let the Jewish, uh, you know, mothers get away from you, you know, and give birth in private. You'll, you can tell in advance. You can tell the uh, the advance signs. I'll give you the simonim of childbearing. This way, you can uh, trap them and kill the kids. Amalan he tells them, when the mother kneels to give birth, her legs uh, freeze, like stones. Now you know they're giving birth, and you'll be there on site to take care of the of the kids. This Amar, another shita, what does Avnoi mean? This describes the uh, the position of the mother when she's uh, giving birth. went down to the potter. He is uh, doing his pottery on the stones. So we find the lashon of noim by the potter, and uh, it's his position, you know, his position of the way he does his thing, that relates to the isha giving birth as well. My is there just like this potter. Yerech mikan mikan one one thigh on either side of this stool on which he potters. Vesad Abem, so you have this uh, sort of a stool, this little table right in the middle. Af Isha, the Isha while giving birth, Yorach Mekan, Yorach Mekan, Vavlad Abem. In Ben Huva, Mitan Oisai. If you see it's a it's a boy, kill him on the spot. Amram Chanina, Simon Godel Masalahem. He gave them a very easy sign uh, to identify the gender without having to uh, you know bother too much. You can see it right away. Ben Panavlamata. If the child comes out face down, it's a boy. The way he interacts with a woman as married, that's the way he's born. Bas, a girl, Panelamala, her face is upward. There you know. So these uh, midwives feared Hashem and refused to listen to Pari. Diber Aleyan is not really the proper word. They didn't listen to Pari's instruction to them. Why does it say Aleyan? It's a hint. He had more in mind. He approached them to stray with them, to interact with them. Alehen is a lotion of getting involved with them. Rashi says, They refused, they repelled his approaches, his uh, his offer. And they improved the lives of these newborns. Not only did they refrain from killing, as per Paray's instructions, they didn't do that. They would actually provide food and drink for these newborns. The Mialdas had to excuse themselves. How can they are so unsuccessful in their, you know, in their uh, killing sprees? Why are the children surviving? Because look, the Jewish women, they don't come to us. They're not like the Egyptian women who can't uh, you know, look after themselves. The Jewish women give birth on their own. My chayes, their chayes. What does that mean? Ilay mechayes mamish. The mialdes were complaining. The Jewish women are, are like midwives. Why does that uh, explain anything? Atu chaya milaytzricha chaya chriti loyluda. Well, a midwife needs somebody else, another midwife to help her. So how could the Jewish women give birth without help? El amruloy. Rather, they tell them like this: They're self-sufficient. Umazu kechayo nimshal. This nation is compared to an animal. 
And an animal doesn't need any help when uh, she gives birth. We find by Yeshevet Yehuda, Gur Aryeh, we find by Don, he done Nachash, right? Naftali, we find Ayala Shlucha, Yisachar, we find a Chamar Garim, all these Shvatim are equated to animals, each in his own way. Yosef, we find Bukhar Shur, Bin Yaman, Ze'ev, Yetra, a fox, a wolf. Dechsibbe, now, the, the Shvatim that actually are uh, compared, you know, in, in the Psukim, to animals, so it's compared. Or the likes of it, even the shvatim don't have a direct link to an animal. But we have another pasuk which relates all the shvatim together to the animals. So all the klal uh, is compared. Imcha, the whole klal all the women are compared to the lioness. So that was their answer. Sorry, we can't help you. They're off on their own. Whenever around, when they give birth. Now that the Miyaldes listened to Hashem and resisted Paray's threats, Hashem rewarded them with Batan. What does that mean? Rav Shmuel, we have a Machlekes. Chadam one explains Bate Kehuna Ulavia. There was Zeichet to households of of Kohanim and Levi. V'Chadamar Bate Malchus. It was Zechad to uh, kings. Mandam Rabbate Kuna Leviya, according to the Shita, was speaking about Kahanam Leviim, Aaron and Moshe. Because, yeah, uh, Aaron and Moshe were uh, children of, of Yechebet. Aaron was a Kohen, Moshe was a Levi. Umandam Rabbate Malchus, the one that relates it to kings, how do we find that the Malachim came out of uh, this family? David Nami Mimiriam Kaasi. So although the Malachim were typically from Shevet Yehuda, well, guess what? Miriam uh, married into Shevet Yehuda, from which David um, Melch came, right? Dechseva Thomas Azuva, Ashes call it Azuva is a reference to Miriam, who became a Mitzrayas. We'll see later in the Gemara tomorrow. So when she passed, when um, Miriam passed away. So actually, she didn't pass away. She had Saras, and Saras is equated to death. So that's what it means. Miriam was now experiencing Saras, and then she healed. So Kolev, Ifuna, who was from Shevet Yehuda, he sort of remarried, he retook uh, Miriam after she healed. Ephras, Loshan, Refua. And Vatel, Loyeschur. And their child was Chor. So Chor is now a son of Kalev, Shevet Yehuda, and a son of Miriam. David, oh, And David comes from from um, the Ephraim's family. So he's a descendant of this couple of Kalev and, and Miriam. So clearly, David Amelech was a descendant of Miriam. And that fits with what we said, that the Schar, part of the Schar was it was Zeichet to have Malachim coming out of the family. So, what did we learn today? We discussed Midah Kedek Midah and how when it comes to Tzadah Toiva, it's so much more uh, we find by Miriam, how just a short moment, uh, a short investment, keeping an eye on her brother, um, earned her this great respect and covet when Kleistral waited for her to rejoin the community after the Tzaraz that she experienced. The Gemara went on to explain the Psukim by Paray, 
Malachadash, was he really new, or he pretended to be a new fellow? We find the uh, Mitzvah tried to plot against Chalisor in a way that they will not be threatened by Hashem, but ultimately it was their undoing, uh, how they brought Chalisor into the uh, difficult labor, uh, switched around the roles, the men and the women, the mysterious Nefesh of the Nashim Sitkanis, who kept an eye on Chalisor and were dedicated to the cause, and then we had the Geula, we have the mysterious Nefesh of Shifra and Pur, who were either Yechever and Miriam, or Yechever and Elisheva, daughter-in-law. Either way, they were Mesa Nefesh, resisted Pari's threats and his instructions, and actually facilitated the, the growth of Kal Yisrael, and that's where there was Eicha, to great reward. All the best to you. Atzlach Rabbe, Surah's